Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome everybody back to Roll to Cast, our tabletop RPG podcast, and we have just finished season number four here at Roll to Cast, our Pulp Fiction scenario, Ambrosia Island, and I said Pulp Fiction, of course I mean, (laughs) you know what? Great, let's roll with it. Yay! What is new on Kickstarter, everyone? Get in, get in touch, get involved. Uh, so I, I picked the, a katana as my weapon. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Fucking, the baffling panic on Phil's face. Um, <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Sean. I was the keeper uh, for this season, and I'm joined around the table by... Oh, I'm Chris. I was uh, Father John. The What were you? Uh, mystic? Yes. Yeah, you're a mystic, That's my friend. That's correct. Uh, I am Phil. Uh, I played Jörn Halverson, who was an egghead. Hi, I'm Ellen. I played Mina Saginario, who was a New York City two-fisted gangster. And I am at the end of Sean's finger there over, over <laughs> Zoom. And I'm Paul, and I played Pierre and Stanley. Uh, both of them bon vivants because I didn't create a second character sheet. <laughs> Brilliant! I, I love this. For the, for the first time ever, we have uh, we've so Paul is coming to us all from sunny Melbourne, a full eight hours away. Sunny. <laughs> well, it won't be in An five minutes, drive. right? Yeah. But we have visuals, so I can cue Paul via my finger whenever mm. I whenever need be. I wish you wouldn't Technology. finger Paul like that. I I feel but like he has I should. To. <laughs> he has to and needs to. Whether I want it or not. Has sexual the finale of this season <laughs> was the entire way through. Yeah, we did the last time I was on the show. Yes, yeah. 
And just when you were here in general. <laughs> general, so, just, yeah, total orgy. This is our uh, post-season broadcast, as it were. This is the chance for mm. us to, to debrief, to talk about our, our favourite moments. If you have any questions for me or me for you and some of our fans' questions as well. And also to give a bit of a taste of what we can expect next season in two weeks' time. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> Who's the broad? Ah, all right, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> As Which, soon as you said broadcast, that's all I could think of. Ah, I see. I, I, I got you. I yeah. got you. But I also didn't Miss want to interrupt you like an a-hole. But you do anyway. Just sat there with so your hand up. Yeah. Didn't want to, but I did. Yeah. So this is, kind of in, this is a, an interesting season because we first recorded this in, I figured it out, what is it, January of 2020 was wow. when we first recorded this season. Yeah, 19 dickety two. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, as, as Bo Burnham would say, the funniest thing happened. Yeah, wouldn't you believe? Uh, COVID happened in a... Uh, Paul, yeah. we weren't able to get Paul for what a full year and two yes. months. It was pretty yeah. much a year on the dot once you came back, wasn't it? A bit past, and a so bit, there's a bit there's, later, but yeah, between episode nineteen and twenty is uh, a full a full year difference between those <laughs> yeah. two episodes. Can you hear it in our voices? <laughs> we're we're, yeah. we're post pandemic in those episodes. <laughs> we were so slightly less yeah. So it's not the only time that. Uh, uh, so what we normally do is we. Uh, we we try and get it all done in a weekend. Mm. But we don't sort of restrict ourselves and go, we have to finish it. Mm. If the story kind of has legs, and this happened with Red as well, where we came back a little bit later. So it's not sort mm. of against our kind of, it's not an, a complete anomaly. No. Um, the anomaly was a year of yes. <laughs> worldwide disease. Yeah, the, the world was the <laughs> um, anomaly, not us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But I feel like we did slot, it, it felt very natural, I thought, to slot back in afterwards and do those last kind of sessions together. I was very happy with how uh, we, we slipped back into the groove. What do you guys think? Well, I think that's a question for our listeners. I mean, how many people noticed a, a change yeah. in audio quality yeah. or a change in performance? Um, if you Hello. did, let us know. If not, let us <laughs> let us know your surprise that we pulled it off. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> welcome Could you tell back. that we were sitting in different part, like different uh, seats around the table? Well, we were sitting upstairs yeah, in not Sean's in my bedroom. Room. <laughs> yeah. I was probably wearing shorts one of the times. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were definitely wearing shorts the changes first time. The, changes the type of performance when you oh, wear really, shorts. It really does. <laughs> yeah, it does. The yeah. added breeziness really yeah. kind of loosens yeah. you up, I feel. <laughs> Makes you more powerful. Such a solemn tool for podcasters. <laughs> um, so I have some questions for you, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shoot. Shoot from the hip. So, no, don't. Um, I'll, I'll start with my questions about, about the narrative, I guess. So <laughs> what parts of it kind of came together first? What What... Where was the kernel of the story? Was it to do with the island? What did you pick an elder god that you wanted to base a story around? Was it Garrison? What was the kind of the the the, the seed? impetus, so yeah, to speak, the seed of the story? Uh, pulp. So the Pulp Cthulhu book, and I went to say fiction again. Um, <laughs> the Pulp Cthulhu book actually has. So when I gave you guys the um, the information from both books to use, the core Cthulhu book and the core Pulp book, one of the sections that I didn't give you was uh, it has a section on. Uh, different uh, organizations and different factions and different villains. And the two that popped up um, was uh, Department 29. Mm -hmm. um, and it has mm -hmm. three pages worth of um, information about that. And also the Ambrosia Foundation. Right. Um, and the Ambrosia mm -hmm. Foundation is also linked uh, and it has a primary villain that's associated with it that actually doesn't get touched on fully until the little stinger at the end of the season. Right. Um, and then I grabbed those, like some of the information that it brings out of that book. And then I also married it with a particular God or entity that I wanted to incorporate. I didn't want to do Cthulhu. 
Um, but I wanted something that is a little bit different. And then when I got the Living Flame, that just seemed like a natural fit when I started looking at kind of, uh, there's a lot of cults and such that, you know, worship fire. And mm. so it just kind of married itself together. And that was kind of the 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 beginning for it. So it was the major players first, the the department versus the foundation. Yeah. And that was kind of, and then the, the God on top. And then you added the whole, the whole, the whole kind of took shape around that. Yeah, the That's island. Cool, yeah. The island is like just such a pulpy function of the genre, yes. anyway. So I'd, yeah, I, the I knew I wanted this island. Yeah, yeah. as yeah. opposed to like the, the way that we do seasons. Um, it just we'd be rushing too much if I did you kind of like a jet-setting global adventure, yes. which yeah. Pop Cthulhu does lend itself to. But I was like, if I can just get you to one place, yeah, I want the majority of the adventure there. Yeah, po- create an othered space is a really pulpy thing. So I think that's really, really smart. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Plus a place where it's like we don't call the shots. Yeah. And, and for We're isolated. Most, yeah, yeah, most of the, like, I was re-listening to the finale just now and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, for probably 10 episodes i didn't have a gun <laughs> like <laughs> like we were without our weapons for that mm. long oh, so there are two things that didn't make me panic more um <laughs> one of which was when i realized how unequipped i was to handle characters with guns um so i and who know how to use them <laughs> oh, i i i nipped that in the bud as quickly as i could <laughs> take the, them away in the most railroady way possible <laughs> right um because well, i just wasn't ready to handle that when oh and also we got the the rules wrong um yes and the second one was when so it was around episode it was before we get to the island and um we make a point where chris goes oh yeah so we'll just go to london first i'm like fuck <laughs> no, <laughs> no you won't do, london, I, have to, london, do I have to role play london london doesn't exist <laughs> there are storms <laughs> terrible storms and you've been diverted uh, <laughs> oh my god it's like um <laughs> to two people that are from england as well like, yes i know england <laughs> i'm just imagining like Stary. monty python and the holy grail where it's like traveling on the map and then suddenly it's like a breeze comes and they go the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> Plot gets in the way. Yes. Do you have any questions, Paul? Well, I've got the the one that everyone has every single time for every uh, TTRPG they've ever played, which is how much did we fuck up your storytelling? <laughs> yes, that's a good question. <laughs> how unpleasant did we make it? So... <laughs> The major one was Ellen fucked me straight away. Um, <laughs> but what I do in the... Oh, all right. We've already made that joke. Um, <laughs> which is... And so many times. In that the original primary villain was meant to be the Daniel... The, sorry, not the Daniel Herbert. The... Um, Cassidy? De- Dexter Winwood oh, that Dexter. you were oh, yes. at the beginning. Dexter was meant to get away. Yes. Because um, yes. <laughs> I wanted to incorporate that big movie trope of you see him at the beginning mm. and then they get away and then they come back at the yes. end. Yeah. But... That just wasn't going to happen. You can, like already, you can, you can see Katie, he's yeah. absolutely jolting and gyrating in his <laughs> seat, and he just leans against the what is left of that steering wheel, which takes a hard right-hand turn, and the entire car goes into the waterfront, goes off the ledge, and plunges down. Chris, after our first day of recording, we'd wrapped up for the day, and it was Chris, I believe, that went, oh, imagine if... Garrison ends up being the big bad. And I was like, yeah. Stealing yeah. that idea. This is furthering my belief that you need to <laughs> shut the hell up when uh, when you're near a uh, a keeper or a GM. Oh, give, them, <laughs> give them the ideas. Yeah, no, I think I, I, I agree with this philosophy. I've been um, uh, learning uh, Mouse Guard recently, which is based on Burning Wheel, and there's loads of mechanical stuff in that that rewards you specifically 
for getting in your own way. Yeah. Mm. So in Mouse Guard, it's about using your traits against yourself. And if you do, you get rewards later. And I think I agree with Chris. It's like, hmm. do it. Give give <laughs> your GM all the tools to screw with you because it makes story so much more that, fun. That's what a backstory is. Just yeah. just tools for the, yeah. the, the DM or the GM what or is, whoever to fuck with collateral. you. And it's a gift. It's yeah. to say, hey, thank you for running this game. Please fuck over my character. <laughs> that, that's probably yeah. the only instance that really didn't go according to plan. Like, I was happy to stay in New York as long as we goddamn wanted to because like, I've got a million NPCs I can bring in. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I'm oh, having the time of my voices. life. <laughs> yeah, Tony brings out his family. <laughs> I want you to meet my son. His 15 sons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 15. Virginia H. Uh, Cannelloni, yeah? Cannelloni and the Brugetta and the how about the data for the you and me, uh... Uh, don't push your luck, Tony. Okay, I'll ask him again the next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't keep asking if you didn't keep coming back. <laughs> Come Dad. back for the food, Tony. And also, I own My this place. My major question was, was not to do with the narrative. It was more to do with the book, yeah. which is, uh, you know, you've already sort of alluded to it. Famously, very straightforward system, Call of Cthulhu. Not <laughs> horribly crunchy with a million interlocking systems and different ratings for things at all. Did that worry you at all when you were sort of learning it and you're like, this is one of my first major endeavours in running a story and the, the, there's a million rules and plus it's a mod of those rules? The scariest bit was Sanity. Um, yeah. Because Sanity has an entire yeah. chapter devoted to it And you can actually go a lot more intricate with it if you like I just streamline a lot of rules and just kind of play by how yeah. I wanted to Like for example, it's just very simple I, I, I tried to play on a trope of Oh, instead of it being a thing where you lose Sanity Whenever you just see existential horror and monsters and blah, blah, blah Just real characters doing real things like having to kill a person with your bare hands or mm, seeing mm. that would take away sanity yeah good um yeah just to kind of play on that 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 expect that's uh subverting that a little bit but as far as the actual system is concerned the thing that drew it to me was the course function which is the d100 and yes. rolling under your skill that's what drew me to it mm. and i was overwhelmed at first by the call of cthulhu system which is why i was like oh let's just make it more fun and light which is the pulp game, but then I realized, well, then I've just added another book on yeah. top of what I already had to, which means I need to know the rules and then know the tweaks to the rules. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> Do you get much pushback from fans for breaking rules? Because as somebody who's pretty rules light uh, in life, um, <laughs> which, which is which is a lot less fun than it sounds. It's actually a, a curse. But um, a lot of what I find fun about TTRPG podcasts is when people don't give that much of a fuck and just it's a lot of friends having a lot of fun but i know that's different for other people the only pushback we've ever had not even pushback but someone pointing it out is i remember someone actually crunched the the numbers and the dice in terms of uh phil rolling against junk to be killed i remember we got a comment it's a very borderline case and i did wonder when i edited that i was like Huh, maybe I didn't do this quite right. <laughs> what if anyone's going to notice? And yeah. then someone was like, oh, they should have a penalty there. They should have had this. And I was like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. The good, I guess the good it's thing good for us is that, yeah, we're more focused on the on the the actual kind of product of it. And so mm. we, and we, you know, we'll cop to whenever we're wrong about stuff. Mm, totally. But, but that's the thing of when we yeah. get together for, you know, three or however many kind of block recordings, mm. something that 
goes wrong then or like a you know like with our auto fire we didn't figure that out until after the the break yeah not not until the because we don't use them again really until yeah. the, we came back a year later yeah but it's like if we you'd, you had used that i don't know like twice in the same day then we probably would have made the same mistake yeah you know again and so maybe someone would have gone <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the response is if someone says to us hey you did this rule wrong we our answer would be yes yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah. also, but generally, you, yeah. pe- generally people, as you say, they engage more with the f- the fiction. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's yeah. what most most people want when they come to an actual play. Yeah. Right? I it's mean, a good story. It's a philosophy yeah. is that it's what five, four people who haven't played many RPG, TTRPGs, or us- yeah. are engaging with new systems are yes. going yes. like, oh, we're exploring a new one. We're telling a new story with this. Generally, it's yeah. a new system. And that's part of like, what you do around a casual table as well. Yeah. You are figuring out rules yeah. as you go. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a level of experience there that you have to consider oh, totally. when, when recording and trying to fit everything into a weekend. Yeah. Mm. Do, you, do you think you'd go for something less... Uh, mechanically crunchy next time or do you think (laughs) that's not a factor to what you want to choose to do next well it's funny because one system that i really want to play with is a crunchier and it's Starfinder. Right, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. really want to play with the Starfinder system. But we it's, should. It's, because Pathfinder is notoriously crunchy. Crunchy, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 3.75. Yeah, yeah, and Starfinder is like an extension of that. Yes. But, and then I also want to play the Star Wars RPG. Yeah. And that one's got a f- fucking weird. <laughs> that's, that's not as crunchy. That, no, it's just it's, got a weird like core it's got mechanic. Weird dice. Is that um, the D20 one or the No, uh, it's the, one? they've made, made their own dice. Right, and you, yeah, the, 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 the there's, there's, there's three TTRPGs. That's how they get Wars, you. I think. First yeah. you get the game, then you get to buy the dice. Yeah. Uh, First TTRPG is free. Yeah. <laughs> My question to you guys is: How did you find the Pulp Cthulhu game and system and tone and like what was your? Because for for the three of us, well, for the three of you, sorry, like we obviously float from tone to style. So how did that one work for you? And especially for Paul coming in for the first time, yeah, what was your experience and thoughts on Pulp Cthulhu as a whole? Well, I'm not like too perturbed because as someone who's never, I'm always a bit kind of nervous in terms of systems anyway so I kind of rely on you know other players and and GMs and keepers to kind of you know I am always very honest in that like look I will probably ask questions about like I think this is how it works is that correct or this is what I want to do is that how, how do I do that so it's like on that side of things you'll you'll always be pretty square as long as it's like you know the the basic fundamentals but uh, I think I'm always more interested about the genre and the game mm. and like doing a big the mummy esque style pulpy thing that we hadn't we hadn't really done no, not comedy really. at that point, have we? Not 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 straight up comedy. No. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely 2020 elements of the 2020 season are comedic. Yeah, yeah. No, like it mm. bleeds into all of our games because we're just we're just natural, <laughs> naturally funny people. Couple of goofs. Yeah, but it's just like I, I that kind of um, broad style just it felt like such a breath of fresh air. And, and so many kind of fun possibilities. And I know that that for me, I was like, oh, yes, absolutely. Mm. Like me me in mm. the Pulp Cthulhu book, the, the bit I was like, oh, it was just like looking at all the archetypes. And I was like, femme fatale, two-fisted, egghead. Oh, my God, boy, yeah. would I? So, yeah, that, that's for me what I found the most invigorating. Yeah. yeah, I think there's an element of carte blanche there to sidestep some of the rules when you can be a bit more fun or at least for me anyway um wasn't burdened with having to play very like close to the rules like perhaps i would have to if i were playing vampire the masquerade or something like that which is not to not to say that it's a less fun 
game or anything. Um, no, it has less but, rules. It has even less rules, Vampire the Masquerade. No, yeah, but I, I mean, feel like I mean you more have, like the rules that it has, you have to play to. Otherwise, you really yeah. unbalance the game. I feel like is that uh, what you're getting at, Paul? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily mean the 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 rule book. But the society as well, right. like everything, yes. there's 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 a lot more to learn with that. Whereas because I can come in and be an idiot <laughs> um, uh, and, and just have to focus on quipping, it just freed me up. Yes, to yeah. have a heck of a lot of fun. I yeah. feel like there should be a quip mechanic in this game. That's my one my one thing. It's like if you could add something onto Pulp Cthulhu, <laughs> Let's add more systems. Yeah, to it. yeah, it needs to be like a little quip meter or something. <laughs> Bonus quip dice. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of interested, Chris, from your point of view as well, especially because, you know, World of Darkness and, yeah. and Vampire is your jam. So this this feels like a, a flip reverse of it. Not to say that you don't play light and comedy games, but it is it does go against your mm. natural inclination. I yeah. Think. I think, I, I mean, I play comedy games uh, semi-regularly, but my, my interest is in TTRPGs being, uh, their focus is not to, I was seeing an interesting article that was saying, like, uh, they don't have to be fun. And so my, my, my inclination is towards that. But I had fun with this. And I think that's, um, if I didn't, it would have been like a problem, right? On, mm. on, on either us or, or, you know, the keeper or whoever, right? Um, or the, maybe the game. I don't know. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think um, y- you can have a kind of preference for TTRPGs and there's nothing wrong with that. But also if you're going into a game that is against your preference, you've got to go into it um, sincerely. And you know, I had to have fun sincerely, which is yeah. which was fun. <laughs> like it's not, not a burden, not a tar- not a not a hard thing to do, um, hardish. But um, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So I yeah. do have a question for your for for you and your characters. Uh, was mm. there were there things in the game, whether it is uh, something that was on your character sheet or part of your backstory that uh, didn't get revealed, and you? Uh, would like to divulge that or you would like to talk about some, or something that you didn't get to experience that maybe you wanted to because I know there are things in it blowing stuff up yes the ex- uh, demolitions. demolitions I was a railway engineer oh, right. <laughs> I was a railway engineer was my backstory and so I put bunch of points and demolitions and I never got to blow anything up so oh. that was just a disappointment oh just disappointment I don't know Sequel. if you've seen Atlantis the Disney animated film but they do have like a demolitions expert like there who would have been it's a- very similar to that character, I feel right. like. It's a real yeah. Jan Halverson. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a real Jan Halverson. So, yeah. <laughs> a little Easter egg that I that I put in there, if you'd have pursued it in our year later recording, is if you had have insisted on going to where they kept the guns locked up before there, there was going to be dynamite there. Because one of the extra ways that you could have potentially stopped Kathuka is to line the cave with dynamite, uh, and then I would get that demolitions roll, roll blow up. up the ritual instead. Yeah. Uh, um, if you just I kind of like the superpowered oh, yeah. anime yeah, robot, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I think that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little yes. Sending K nine in. What about you, Ellen? Any background stuff that didn't get revealed? Uh, hmm, yeah. I mean, Mina, like she's pretty, pretty tight lipped, <laughs> but also it's like. What you see is what you get. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, she she came to the island to get some kind of retribution, but I don't think that she had quite figured it out as well. So, um, yeah, her brother was kind of responsible for uh, her twin dying in prison. Um, and so of the remaining Saginario clan who could, like, inherit being, you know, she's already made, but it's like you know, the upper echelon of the 
the family. It was an interesting thing. Yeah. I had flirted with the idea yeah. of your brother being kind of a uh, the sacrifice to the cult. Right. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah. I was going to give Mina kind of an extra kind of reason to mm. fight against uh, the Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, as kind of a, that's why he disappeared. He kind of was just, you know. Um, but it just didn't kind of fit. And there was all there's already too many balls up in the air by that point. Yeah. So it's just easy yeah. to go, and it's, no. And it's easy just to go, oh, I'm just trying to stop, you know, the universe from imploding. I don't need to necessarily have extra skin in yeah. the game. What about you, Paul? You Because you had a fairly sizable character <laughs> shift. <laughs> I think yeah, your secrets I covered have almost revealed. everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fan favourite character. Yeah. BT yeah. Dubs. Woo. <laughs> I don't know. It was a lovely surprise. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. And all the other people who voted. <laughs> um, obviously spent a good five, six hours in the beginning of the game going, how am I going to crowbar this in <laughs> I played the part of a French defector going over to the German side passing information to the oppressors but in fact I was feeding information to the allies it sounds like something from uh, some kind of silly story were you trying to think of an author that wouldn't be around <laughs> and then that happened and it was fine um, the only, only thing that was definitely opportunity to make the character a bit more interesting was it came from discussion during the game of him being a libertine and maybe just being bringing a lot of bisexual fuck energy to the game and um <laughs> didn't get to didn't get to explore that at all no. um and yeah. in retrospect you know listening to the episodes up uh, right before i came over to record the last little bit there are a few moments there where i thought yeah could have could have at least you know made a pass can i ask <laughs> where um <laughs> Oh, or with mook, mooks, mooks on the train. Got a mook to fuck. <laughs> Wait, Nothing sexier than uh, having a fuck in the middle of a fight on a train. <laughs> what, what about da- Daniel? You're like, oh, I've come into your home. Yeah, uh, maybe I Daniel can. Daniel Eber. Swishing. Uh, come into your home. Come into your yeah. bedroom. Goodness oh, gracious. That's a there's a porno right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's there's probably opportunity in the club um, at the very least. Uh, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, oh yeah. Not for Lenny. He was not. Probably not Pierre's <laughs> not type. Your type. Um, <laughs> Poor Lenny. Even if they're brothers now. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, details are a bit fuzzy, as with everything in life. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely a few moments. I think someone was egging me on to at least make a pass on Yearn. <laughs> I think that was oh, me. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah okay. then, Yearn, then we got the Yearn reveal. Yearn wasn't <laughs> into Do you like the left or the right side of the bed? Uh, is this, are you is the same, in the same bed? bed? Was this only one bed? No, it was two beds. Oh, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> you and I mean, you said there was only one bed. I mean, I can be persuaded uh, easily. Actually, you know, I've never had much interest in uh, uh, things of that nature, so I'll think a pass. Is any 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 time you sh- uh, fancy a change? I have uh, tried in my past, but uh, doesn't really uh, do it for me. Perhaps you just not met the right libertine. It's possible. <laughs> But uh, perhaps uh, another time, yeah. Ah, uh, fair enough. You're clearly married to your scruples. It's fine. It's yeah. a simple man. He just I mean, doesn't really think about romance. Doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to be romantic. Not about oh. romance. Hey. <laughs> let's, um, let, let's segue that into Andrew James's uh, message on Twitter because yes. then Chris can round this out. Sure. Lovely. So Andrew James said, "What was the deal with Father John?" What was his backstory? Also, not enough train talk. And I think there was quite a lot of train talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can always have more train talk. Um, Sure. (laughs) uh, I, yeah, John was a World War II vet, I think, from memory, served and also was a um, 
was involved in one of the secret orgs from the pulp book uh, that Sean and I discussed. No. no uh, he was part of the European org. Yeah, which is not in the book. We made it up. That's right. Oh. Which was Skyforth. Yeah. <gasps> the European wing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Father John was part of a secret org called Skyforth. Um, he's basically a priest who has visions, uh, which plays havoc with his sense of like faith and and uh, mm. his own perspective on what god is and who god is and and his own sense of justice right right and wrong and and so when did he start having visions uh I, it was like six months previous to the start of the campaign yeah. oh, so like it quite, wasn't like a lifelong thing or right. during his service I he was like recently had started. i can't no, remember because we put it was it, in. it was him uh getting them kind of as he got Closer to the mythos, um, and we then started right. working with That's Garrison because right. they were the first. Because there's an order which you met. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. 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 Uh, John was the first one to meet Garrison. Is Correct. that right? Yes. Um, and so uh, the more he, as a young man, obviously was just like demons are bad. Kill them. I'm a man of the cloth. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, and he spoke with that accent. He absolutely too. did. Um, yeah. uh, and so uh, as, as he got closer to the mythos, uh, he takes on a qualities that are mystic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is a tropey and good kind of starting point. And also, John, oh, the John's troubled priest with a connection to the supernatural. Yeah. Great. Mm. I mean, Great. And, and it's pulp, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to give too much, but I don't want to talk too much about John because also he's a pulp character. Like, the point is in part that he's two dimensional in some yes. in some regards. Mm. Mm. Well, I, I, the, the reason I sort of was never. I didn't want to like ever press you about like sort of what's his story is is he kind of has that kind of feeling a bit like like Shepherd Book from Firefly yeah, yeah, yeah. where well, yeah, you yeah, never yeah. really mm. get to find out yeah. why he's a total badass and also it's just well he is yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's also yeah. fun to get little drips here and there like yeah. you know not that it ever happened with Firefly but it's like if we did get the whole shebang backstory. You know, you wonder if like, oh, that would have been. It can lessen it a bit. Yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. to have little mm. moments, you're like, oh, there's there's so much more than than kind of meets the eye here. So, so there's another yeah. little Easter egg. Uh, I get you to roll when you're in the car. You've just had the big car chase scene and you're going towards the forest. And I get you all to roll a perception. Oh, you will make uh, me a um, spot hidden roll for me. God, I love spot hidden. It's a good roll, isn't it? Conceal reveal. Oops. 95. Jesus. Yeah, that's Christ. a no for me. 88. Uh, That's a no from me, 41. No from me, 40. None of us know anything. None of us spot anything. It's a beautiful day in the neighbourhood. You would have noticed (laughs) a very pulpy thing where parachuting from the air to help turn the tide uh, against all the monsters there were two different things. One was Skyforth. Hey! Hey! That would have been rad. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And the other was that... um, See, I uh, could have fun. Mina's mob mob got the message. Uh, That's awesome. Mob members and Skyforth all coming. You see Lenny in the background. It would have just been... That would have been great for them to just like... You shouldn't have hit that behind a roll, man. Yeah, just like... To be a light, yeah. nice. Because <laughs> that's cute. We that's were head, nice. we were rollicking yeah. towards the yeah. end. I was like, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, get yeah. it, mm. it's a reward. But that right, would have been so right. funny to see them just like. Yeah, we're not usually on the same side here. Yeah. We're just like <laughs> a bunch right. of mobsters. Cut to end credits. Lenny being like stuck in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey he guys, <laughs> anyone being cut down oh. by members of my hat? Oh, my hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God damn it, Lenny! Oh, <laughs> I have one uh, a comment. Oh, we got another one. Uh, comment from Discord. Uh, this is from a private Discord that I'm part of, um, and a friend of a friend who listens. Uh, shout out to you, mate. Um, uh, who had a favorite moment of? Um, did you draw in the book? Yeah, it's just dumb old book. <laughs> <laughs> Necronomicon. 
which which they they really appreciated as a little uh, clear. Mm. Little nice did you piece. did you say you drew in the book? Yeah, that's what we're copying you, onto the map. Mm. Yeah, we're putting. I'm putting pen to paper. Uh oh. <laughs> Just to be clear, are you sure? Into the Necromicon. Necronomicon. Yeah. It's a dumb old book. <laughs> it's just a dumb old What's book. The worst it can do? It's <laughs> just a book. It's drawing. It's yeah. not like it's I the remember Bible. that moment being like, oh God, what, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> I think I responded with, yeah, Father John was just like chucking down uh, some sermon ideas. <laughs> <laughs> just what, musings. What were the sermon ideas? <laughs> I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. God, good smiley face. <laughs> Use Romans? Question mark? And just a bunch of verse numbers, I guess. Yes, which probably in the Necronomicon, not a good thing to just put random no. numbers. So <laughs> well, yeah, what were some people's favourite moments from the season? I can't go past Screeching Sam. We'll <laughs> a yeah. news vendor. Um, extra! Extra! <laughs> Read all about it! You, sir! <laughs> you look like a reader! Hi, all right there, a screechy child. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Sam. All right, Sam. Uh, I'll, I'll grab one of those papers from you. That'll be. Oh, what's the currency <laughs> in What a guy! I, I mean, I I do really like um, uh, both where it comes and and how it was delivered. Was Paul's uh, kind of reveal of mm. uh, the, him having two sides of his character and being a spy. It felt Fortuitous. very like in theme and in world yeah. to have this this have this character with one ridiculous accent <laughs> go actually no i have this other ridiculous accent <laughs> yeah uh, and i don't need this cane at all and blah 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 it was it yeah. just felt really good yeah. and in yeah. theme and then and then i just for me it was it was the the thing I planted from the beginning of my backstory of Yen's the tiny automaton <laughs> have be, being involved in like an anime, you know, beam, beam so back. Yeah. Across the streams, yeah. You know, yeah. cross the street versus the big bad uh, while he like s- tries to like keep together. I love uh, that you say he's was, a children's toy as well. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, I, yeah, that, that was an improvised line. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, I'm, I'm picking yeah. my own moment, but um, no, it's good. Can do it was that. good. I literally loved it. What did I say? I don't like? know how much longer Jens can hold. <laughs> Great Kothuka, it's a children's toy. Will somebody <laughs> shoot her? <laughs> I'll take the okay, shot. Then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, I see? That's, that's one of my favorite actual uh, uh, things that Pulp Cthulhu introduces, which is the ability to use weird magic, weird, weird yeah. science. And yeah, just like you can use jetpacks, and you can have uh, little 
like you know uh, voice altering boxes. It goes as simple yes. as that. And then death rays and laser rays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Total. Uh, I'm just yeah. listening to that that episode with Jens um, <laughs> battling streams with Cthulhu and just thinking, God, that worked out so well. Yeah. <laughs> Great foresight from you. Phil. <laughs> I just like the point where where the you other, the other players realize they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Your invention's <laughs> powered by evil eldritch energy. I'm like, maybe. Uh, we're a very <laughs> shruggy party, aren't we? Just like, nope, okay. <laughs> I think that was so an interesting goes. moment because I was my um, I because I could. It's one of those things where you know that there's a player that wants to have this thing incorporated from their yes. backstory, and and I was like, how the fuck is this going to play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need a way, and then it's like fire. <laughs> Water. Water. Mm. Well, we got the budget. Let's do it. <laughs> We've got Let's the budget. That's <laughs> good. Um, I think I think I can't go past. There's like two moments that stick out for me. Uh, one is the the library scene, just in general. Yeah. Ducks out of the This creature goes over the railing. Yes. Oh. yes! <laughs> and falls down to the, the biggest floor. idiots anywhere alive. And the almighty roar splats. <laughs> Like uh, the, the just how it turned out. It's like that stuff. It's like you can't write that how that turned out. It was just perfect of like Sean yeah. deciding to like no kid gloves are off. Sean being you're, legitimately pissed yeah, off. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> fucked now. But then also like just the the general luck of being able to fight off and like literally push it over a banister like we're like little kids trying to like trip over a giant or something like that just it it's beautiful it's wacky it's very silly Mm. but then i love um i don't think it's the next episode but it's like the kind of re everyone recouping and the kind of like that's aftermath number 19 yeah yeah yeah. and it's kind of like the little little scene with Mina and Stanley smoking about just kind of like <laughs> drop it. Like it, 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 they're very comedic characters, but the whole thing of like, yeah, we might not see this, um, see another day. Oh, wow, you've <laughs> so. got to die or make like it and just keep running and, until you run out of energy. I get that. It's uh, not an easy life being uh, always wanted by people. You just uh, keep hoping for another day. Uh that you got more ammo than the other guy. It's a guy. good moment where you finally, because we've spent 18 episodes at that point being pretty comedic and light and kind of balls to the walls. And then you just get, you earn that moment of kind of like, yeah. just, you know, it's it's the aftermath of a huge battle where they actually get a moment to, you know, think mm. by themselves. And it, it feels really earned. And that's why I think it connects so much better. And it's, for my money, one of my favorite tracks that Paul's ever done. Mm. Um, I love that track. And it just <laughs> fits so perfectly it's like it was the last six minutes worth of footage and that's pretty uh of like and it worked perfectly with yeah. the song i went oh great yeah Good. yeah it's uh i think it's one of my favorites you know for all the mm. the bombastic stuff it's the little quiet one that i remember most mm. yeah. well i do really love the times when the characters split up and we get or like split into pairs and we get interesting back and forth between them and i think we get opportunities in every combination so there's always there's something with Yern and Mina or Mina and Stanley or um, John and Pierre and so on and so forth. And it just gives everyone a bit of a chance to flex something of their character, changing how they'd behave in a group, these rambunctious, larger than life, ridiculous characters. But uh, or And then, you know, being a bit more intimate. But um, yeah, I got to say the train fight <laughs> is 
a huge highlight for me. And when we were listening, when I was listening back to the episodes, you know, coming out weekly, I was just thinking, yeah, okay, when's the train fight? <laughs> yeah, enough of this, enough of this shit. More Come train on. talk. More train talk. More yeah, train yeah. talk. To More quote Andrew James. Just that there, they're both facing you. So what, then, in that case, then I push past both um, <laughs> Pierre and Mina. Like after Pierre's, I've got this. Father John pushes through, and uh, block. <laughs> fa- uh, Father John Murphy is on top of him, stabbing this man. <laughs> In the throat. Theme that I wrote the leitmotif for that was one of my favourites as well. Yes, um, it's it builds really nicely in the the crescendo. Sometimes you write you do write music that makes your own hair stand on end. It's wanky, but it's the truth. Otherwise, you know, why would you keep making? Why would you keep making music? Yeah. Um, so everything just worked out so well, and yeah, just an amazing dynamic with Yearn failing that. Was it a perception role or? Or psychology or something, and just not under- not getting oh, a fight was about yes. to break out. Yes. Um, not seeing the mooks coming in, and so he's yeah. just. Oh, I wish Continuing you could have gone the whole fight like that. That was so was amazing, so excellent, and, and and it just gets properly violent um, very quickly, and the stakes are raised immediately. Mm. And then yeah, with the the character twist there, when I was. Like my heart rate was increasing when I realised now is the time that I can use this <laughs> and it's actually going to feel natural. Um, just the series of lucky coincidences that led to P- uh, Pierre being in the state he was at the end of the fight mm. just worked out so well. It was also like a for me it was a it was a great lesson learnt in how to do fight scenes better and just being able to like if you're not gonna if it's gonna be mind's eye rather than actually having a physical representation then you need to be very clear yeah not about just who's where but the differences between people like something that i took from both chris and phil for the finale battle by using power rangers as a an analogy mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like why not? <laughs> a little thing that lets you know okay because like even i got confused in the train scene of like yeah. who's dead where have they fallen yeah. and relaying that to everyone else as well it was a good lesson mm. yeah. yeah i would say my favorite moment is probably yearn phil you role playing inversed Oh yeah, yeah. Mean the, yearn. The, the psychotic break <laughs> yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah that, Stupid woman. That was <laughs> that, that was a great moment because it was at the right point in the story where we know this character long enough so we can see an inverse kind of performance. And it's it's funny, mm. but also kind of horrible. Because we like Yearn, yeah. we, we don't mm. want him to be mean. So please stop him being mean. Thank you. Okay, bye. Like it was, it was yeah. earned and 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 really. You seem excellent. to be much more capable than I am on that front. But perhaps there's something that uh, we can help you with that is outside of a uh, combat. Time is of the essence. So whatever you're going to do, I would uh, hurry up if I were you. Mm. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You mean too friendly and jolly. Yeah. How dare he? <laughs> this funny when he's grumpy at things where he's like, because I think Mina's relaying the thing and she's like, I just told you. And he's like, oh, what? well, you didn't do it fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really funny. Um, and, and, and the twist, obviously, um, you know, with uh, Pierre uh, was excellent. Uh, the train scene generally. Also the car uh, scene. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I know that Sean was sweating under the amount of rules that it had Cut in, to the in that there were, the car says it was complicated yes but you were really happy that you got to pull it off mm. oh yes. that, cuz that's the yeah. one thing that uh I I was going to incorporate that's how 
Dexter Winwood gets away is in a car chase. Yeah. And then I was like, happen. well, how do I shoehorn a car chase? It'll take a year, but I'll get there. <laughs> and, and it was and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Sean in that split second. Maybe I can make a car chase in water. (laughs) (laughs) Boat chase. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. Can can I reciprocate just quickly by by highlighting how good a use of the pulp-specific rule you made, Chris, of dumping 30 points of luck oh. to make a miraculous you return. Slide. You slide yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I was going to say. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect use of that rule. Perfect trope of like, oh, they're all we're sharing a drink to the lost comrade. He just walks through the yeah. door. Bloody Gandalf mm. the White. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and listening, listening back to it, there's a point where, where Sean is like, do you want to use luck on that? And you're like, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to really... make sure that I have at least 30 luck. Yes. Oh, because I know what the fuck he's doing, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get people under 30 so they can't <laughs> they use can't it. Do it. And then yeah. they go to he's like, damn it. Yeah. I knew I knew at that point that I was like, oh, I'm I'm well safe. Like I'm okay. Uh I'll I'll make a point of it that I'm not gonna use luck mm. and then be really upset that I don't have enough luck, yeah. quote, air quotes included. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah that was a lot of fun. Dark. Just playing Great us moment. like a fiddle. Yeah. It, just felt very, it felt very genre way to finish. Yeah. Like, and mm. that, that for me, when you tie and it up Sean, with something. Sean wanted to have that rule involved as well. Yes. Yeah, because there's one of two rules you can do, which is either that rule, which is, oh, I survived death, or there is <laughs> you can use whatever luck you have left to basically, if you're about to die, you heroic. can do one last thing. The heroic sacrifice. The heroic sacrifice, yeah. whether it's mm. a role, whether it's, you know, producing something that goes, I don't get to survive this, but maybe I can do one last thing to help turn yeah. the tide. Yeah. And you have to like kind of almost choose between those things, which is either you can make a sacrifice and maybe actually do something to help the rest of the party or the group, or you can survive, but you're knocked out of that scene. So maybe they all die, but you get to live. So you, <laughs> it, it's almost like there's a choice you have to make there. Yes. If those, yeah. those things yeah. come up, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, sorry, Chris, you said there was a, a fan. We do. Yeah. Charles Smith. Hey, Charles. Hey. We love Charles Smith. Charles hey, Smith boy. is our most, uh, our, our biggest commenter on YouTube. Yeah. Thank you to Charles Smith. Uh, Mr. YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel if you don't already. Subscribe to the channel. All the podcasts are there. And also there's a bunch of other stuff. So yeah. much other stuff. A lot of other stuff. A, a daily upload of Let's Plays. For Plus, like over a year now? <laughs> yeah, two years now. And wow. and uh, wow. and some big announcement videos as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Those yeah. will get posted to Twitter but, and our Discord. But make sure you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You heard Father John. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- there's some questions for you, Sean. Oh, uh, was there any possible way to save the uh, astronomer, Joan, yes. with more mythos knowledge or something? Oh. Um, so, because there are several different ways that you could go about trying to save, uh, stop the ritual. One of them, which is what we went with, which is just straight up kill everyone. Yeah, that, that stops Douse it. the flames and yeah. kill. Yeah, or I would have. I, I, I was. I was. You know, dropping hints that obviously there's a, a bigger connection between Yearn and Joan, so there could yes. have been like an appeal to reason, a more like role play, like try and like bring <laughs> actively, her from the brink. I actively rejected well, that idea. Well, I was going to say <laughs> you were like, nah, she's she's gone. She gone. And it's funny because I was like, no, she's not. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was one way you could have done it. Or again, yeah, but that was probably the main way. It would have to be like other characters could have tried, but I would have given an extra 
kind of incentive or an extra like kind of helping hand if mm. Yearn had tried to uh, pull on I that I know there is good in you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that would have been the way. Otherwise, no, nah, she was straight up going to yeah. die. Yeah. I think we answered this question earlier in the episode. How many sessions was this adventure before the edits? Uh, in total, it's what, like six? Five? Uh, so we did five. So five? I think three on the first uh, when we did in 2020. Yeah. And then the, re- the when we re-came back, it was two. Two, two. yeah. With the cliffhanger at the end, there's certainly more adventures that could be had with the system and settings and the system seems, characters and settings rather, uh, uh, and the system seems pretty flexible. Well done to everyone. It was easy to follow the action in the theatre of the mind, especially with the dynamic music and effects. Sean, this edit has been quite a lot for you, hasn't it? Yes. It's a big one. It's a big, this is probably our most ambitious (laughs) edit. Absolutely. I mean, it's also our biggest season in general. It's 25 episodes worth. Yeah. Um, So much goofing. (laughs) Yeah. It was, and, and I made a point of not leaving a lot on the cutting room floor. Like, it is still tightly edited, but there's not a lot that I don't incorporate, like kind of little flubs that we do or yeah. little kind of, yeah, moments. Everything kind of stays in, mm. uh, which is both uh, a help and a hindrance, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the last thing is uh, congratulations on 100 Roll to Cast episodes. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Charles. Yeah. And if you want to be boy. cool like Charles, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. <laughs> And also tell a friend. He's got an agenda. Mm. I, think I do. Because it's, it's, it's interesting that we're talking on like 100 episodes of Roll to Cast. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, because, you know, this this season has spent, what, like almost six months of this has been Ambrosia Island. And so much has kind of happened for us individually in the role-playing community as well. Like I was thinking about it, like since then, um, like starting with Paul, like obviously you, your podcast isn't role-playing, but I know you've just started jumping into the the GM's chair yourself. You've started doing like yeah, a Blades in the Dark have. experience in, with your casual game. For Phil, you've worked with Artazorian and Sirenscape on both sides of the table. Done some, started doing some live stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah um, which I hadn't done before. Yeah, Ellen, for yourself, you've... You've been all over the place. You've been on several different <laughs> systems, like D yeah. and D, and she's been playing games. Yeah, hey. <laughs> oh, I no, that's true. From yeah, from before Rollercast, I had only really played a little bit of D and D, and like a few sessions in, I think, before you guys were like, "We're well, gonna do a yeah. DTRPG podcast." I'm like, "Sure, whatever. I'm up, <laughs> I'm up for anything." Like, um, yeah, and it's like now I'm. I was just talking about it. I'm like, I've, uh, I was in a D&D kind of like uh, interview thing for, uh, and people were like, how many other games do you play? And I was like, well, uh, and I, like, <laughs> I literally like went to write them down. And I'm like, I think it's like seven systems. Yeah, um, Chris, I don't know if you can talk about it at the moment, but you've got a, like a stream coming up yes. as well. I think I can. I think I can. I mean, we're, we're promoting it on Twitter. So if oh, you're not, yes, if you're you not following then. us on Twitter already, make sure you do at yes, Babybeard Media. Yeah. We've got a giveaway. Um, we do have a giveaway, actually, if we reach a thousand followers. But I'm I'm working uh, with the Bard's Playhouse uh, for Jasper's uh, Game Day, which is a, a charity. Uh, for we're working on uh, a game of cult. Which so you've I'm, wanted to do for oh, the longest time. Cult, cult <laughs> with a K. I cult with a K. Ah. And holy shit, I'm so excited for this, guys. I'm. <laughs> it's going to be dark. It's going to be painful. It's like we're doing uh, we're doing effectively like a summer's a bunch of kids on a beach during the summer, and it's uh, like Stephen King's It. Interesting. Great. It's going to be like dripping mm. with atmosphere and dread, yeah. and I am all about it. Not like a, I, I thought you were going to say like Lord of the Flies, but it is is uh, yeah. a different beast together. Yeah. I can't wait to find a body on the beach, mate. It's <laughs> oh. going to be mm. lit. Um, Maybe it's Harold Holt. 
Hey, <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. And for myself, I'm I I can't talk about either project yet, but I'll be doing a weekly stream soon for one system, and then a monthly stream for another system. And I'm DMing a casual game now, which yeah. is yeah fascinating to go through. So I think it's just I've interesting sort to of see. mentored you into that, which yes. has been really fun. You are, you yeah. are my Obi One. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's, that's mm. really fun. I really appreciate doing that, for, and and having someone kind of ask for my help makes. This makes you feel nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, was, I've run that campaign before. It was yeah. like last week that I got uh, Chris and Phil like physically up, and we needed to like look at you know how rules of engagement work. I needed like physically people in the space to go, okay, if you're here, because of my arm, that's right. <laughs> Mechanically, that's how it works because our bodies are doing this, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I just kind of think it's cool, like how much we've done differently and more over the past six months alone in yeah. terms of what Rollcast yeah. has opened up. I, I'm running a mage game, a mage the awakening for Woo, Ellen yeah. and, and Sean as well. Yeah. I'm about to run a couple of games at a con. This yes. is going to be a new experience yes, for me because we 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 have have blessedly been pretty good with the COVID down here in Adelaide, yeah. but we're still having a kind of COVID safe convention here, Avcon, which is our local convention for anime and video games, but mm. they also have a tabletop room. So I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a live con thing, which I haven't done before. Yeah. That's exciting. Hell, yeah. If you're based in Adelaide, go to Avcon yeah, and yeah. play at Phil's Tables. You can actually play as one of the cyberpunk characters. Yes. Cyberpunk yeah, one of our yes. Feed the Beast characters. Yeah. I'm doing one fun. on Saturday, one session on Saturday, one session on Sunday. So there'll be a cyberpunk red and mouse guard. So yeah. Yeah, this will come out before hmm. then, right? It's coming out this Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. that's in fourth, uh, fifth July. So yeah, yeah. yeah. plenty of time. time. So buy your tickets. Two things that I wanted to bring up as we're kind of wrapping up is first of all, like a huge thank you to Paul specifically for an ambitious music score. Like mm. for Paul, it's just mm. you went, oh, I've never done a score before. I'm sure I can <laughs> learn, and then you did. <laughs> I'm sure this would be doable. Shostakovich had it pretty easy. <laughs> but no, like you've you've been like obviously you know, and as we'll as we'll mention, next season will be your. Uh, your swan song with us yes. um, as you yeah. go on to bigger and better things but it's been like five seasons worth of Paul Goodman scores and music and you've just been so helpful and prolific and kind of you know it's essential oh that, god that yeah. Yeah, These, yeah yeah the 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 music that scores our our seasons is just so perfect and like you know I I know personally I've gone around like uh, especially like leading up or post-season like listening to those soundtracks especially like um, it's been great to work with you on the on the next season soundtrack Um, because it's just it's so it's so it's like you're a little toy and (laughs) it's really fun to see like the like you know I'll give like a little thing of like I want this to be like a bit what did I say? Twinkly? Like, yeah, I think twinkly was one of. Yeah, and you're like one of sure, the adjectives. A little more purple. <laughs> a little yeah, more purple's purple. a good one. Um, Can you do it gooder? Yeah, <laughs> but it's just more good fan- money. Yeah, fantastic. just wanted to, just wanted to like put a bit of the spotlight on you, Paul. Yeah. You've been you've been oh, well, extra helpful for us, and it's yeah, it's really appreciated. Thank you, and it's been a real pleasure. It's actually, I wouldn't be so one of the reasons that we're bringing this this wonderful relationship to a close um, is that I'm actually having an EP released uh, very shortly. Um, and Hell yeah. that's that's just taking up a lot of lot of time. Um, and but I wouldn't have gotten there without the five seasons of like constant betterment <laughs> trying you know <laughs> trying to trying to do better every single with every single score and you know the new challenges that every single campaign presented. Does your EP have a name? Do you want to plug it now? Yeah, so it's the EP is called Violent Motif. And it's uh, it's going to be coming out on uh, Multiversal Records 
in the very near future just waiting on finalizing a few things um this is pretty much an exclusive actually so yeah um wow yeah that's, that's what you guys get you're thank you you heard it here first folks. yeah um folks even my own mum didn't even know so <laughs> Uh, what what kind of music can we expect on this EP? You can expect some uh, hard banging side trance. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, full of full of pop culture references and play playful. Am I going insane? I'm not too sure. Kind of vibes. <laughs> but yeah, like honestly, going into COVID and suddenly finding that I had time to dedicate almost a hundred percent of my time to making music um, and occasionally sleeping, <laughs> it, t- it it turned everything around. But it's been so much fun working with every single one of you on different campaigns for very different moods and just, yeah, just sort of seeing what kind of insane requests every single one of you made but, you know, in different ways. What was no. your least favourite request? Oh, I mean, that, that was a joke, but... Um, <laughs> oh, let's turn it around. What I was your favourite? <laughs> yeah. um, Sean's request to pay me more money. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Hey. I mean, that was great. That was a good one. I instantly yeah. regretted it. It was no, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but but there, there was also a sort of symbiosis there, I think, of like whoever I'm working with on a particular project, there's an element of inspiring one another to keep going and keep making stuff or to keep working on it or whatever. That's what I picked up on anyway. Feel free to just disabuse me of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, when, it's when, true. I'm, when I'm prepping and, and um, editing and stuff and, and, you know, we often talk about our kind of ideas for the season as they come together and mm-hmm. then you're still kind of making the music as the ideas happen so yeah that definitely i would listen a lot to the cyberpunk tracks while mm. while planning and editing cyberpunk so it was definitely yeah. a back and forth there for me it t- totally got me pumped and i i wanted to to um echo what what ellen said in that yeah, I go back and listen to the cyberpunk soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. quite, quite mm. often. This is yeah. good I jams. Listen, I listen to Red when I'm roller skating <laughs> yeah. a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. And, and, uh, and Thank uh, you. so we've gone from <laughs> cyberpunk all the way to uh, Paul's swan song. So we'll actually bring this over to Ellen. Hello. Do you want to do you give the uh, the first sneak peek of uh, kids on bikes? <gasps> and uh, I've said it now. Oh, fantastic! Um, oh, kids no. on bikes. Do you want to give oh, a no. bit of a spruik of what we can expect in two weeks' time? Absolutely. So speaking of coming a long way with uh, roller to cast from not having played you know i'd only played one role-playing game prior and now i'm running a game system so it's kids on bikes a mystery down under set in the (sighs) 1970s in a sunny little place called warrawirin in western australia where we have our our teen teen boys and girls and a few little kidlets who are Realising that something something lies beneath the earth that they were so sure of just yesterday. Something I love the longer you talk on. about it, the more the Aussie, more Aussie, Aussie you get. get. It's yeah. just like this natural progression. It's great. Well, once it's you great. start with mystery down under, you kind of got to gotta go from there. <laughs> yeah, there's also a very... Cracks of EB. There's a very special episode zero coming up because there's a lot of yes. world building happens in that session. Yes, because it's a very um, rules light role play heavy game which I found really invigorating and so the kind of generally you you all add to the story kind of collaboratively. I tweaked a little bit because I really fell in love with Australia, you know, it's a very um, rural spooky place especially that time and a lot of things are uh, actually period accurate so I did a lot of research there so I I tweaked it slightly in yeah. my favor but uh, in our episode zero we do all uh, 
contribute our own little rumours and facts and and spooky little uh, insights into the town and and um, we inform the other characters by answering some some improv questions. So Ooh. it's a yeah. really yeah. really fun way to to run a game, and it definitely kept me on my toes the whole time. <laughs> so that's what you can uh, look forward to in two weeks' time. We'll begin our kids on bikes season. Uh, with music once again by Paul, and it's uh, Phil, Chris, and myself uh, as the players for the first time. Uh, just the three of us playing a, playing a system together. Just the boys. Um, yeah. But before we get onto that, as always, come back next week, and we will be having uh, the way to send off the Pulp Cthulhu season properly with our interview with our head writer of uh, Pulp Cthulhu, as well as a co-writer of the Call of Cthulhu 7th edition itself, Dark Heresy 1st edition, um, and he's the current uh, creative director for Chaosium uh, Inc. as well, Mr. Mike Mason. Ellen and myself had a chance to sit down with him. Lovely guy. Um, and so that's what you can look forward to. But um, I reckon that about wraps up for another season. Ooh. And so until then, until next time, I have been your keeper, Sean. I've been Chris. I've been Phil. I've been Ellen. I've been Paul. Oh, oh, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Make sure you subscribe and share. Oh, <laughs>You have been listening to Ambrosia Island, which is a roll-to-cast production. The best way to find us is on Twitter, Discord, and our Patreon. All our podcasts are on Acast, Spotify, YouTube, and all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash roll-to-cast. Pop Cthulhu and all associated properties are trademark of Chaosium Inc. Used with permission. you're still here in that case we have to reward you so uh just sit back relax and enjoy a a small little teaser a taste an excerpt if you will of our upcoming kids on bike season take it away us um there's a little ice cream kind of stand that's been set up um and someone's you know it's the it's the classic kind of whippy um, mm. Dumping sherbet and flakes and and um, hundreds of thousands, what you Yanks call sprinkles. <laughs> Does it have the uh, siren that plays that uh, that song? That all- what is that? Green Yeah, someone's driven the beach, the 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 van up onto the beach. Yeah, with the hard pack sand. Yeah, but you do you do see a few kind of blokes in the all white and their caps, kind of standing around the back. Nah, Dave. I reckon we've got bogged. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it was a good idea and you make a lot of sales today, but uh, I don't think the van's going to budge. So that's something we'll need to figure out. What do you got to say for yourself, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was Dave's voice. I fucking knew it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what you expect me to do. I don't know. So, uh, the kids are coming to the kids. Uh, G'day, you, you, you guys serving yet? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave, get in the van. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can I just get like soft serve for, for me, me and me and Izzy? A soft serve? Would you like any anything on top or just a plain soft serve? You want flakes, don't you? Just just chuck a couple of flakes. I in want a flake and I want sherbet. Just everything. Everything for, for every, the little one. Everything. Flake Dave, and sherbet? Dave.
They said everything. <laughs> they <Not> said everything. <laughs> All right, Dave's, Dave's in a hurry at oh, the back. No. I've, I've started. I've started. Scoops is going to regret that. <laughs> that kid's coming down from a sugar high like yeah, nobody yeah. else. <laughs> and so, and so. <laughs> he gives you two cones and they are just improbably high, just piled up the top because there's there's sprinkles. There's like two flakes shoved in there. There's two um uh, bubblegum balls as kind of like <laughs> weird eyes. It's, you kind of get that. They're kind of like alien looking. Oh, wow. Um, hey, oh, Eric. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm getting ice cream. Okay. Dad chucked <laughs> us a, a 10 pound note. You want ice cream? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 